What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Richards trying to scoot in there alone. It pinballs to the crease. Let's get it. You're listening to the Crabtree Blues Podcast. With your hosts, Derek. How are you going to get it, Bobby? John. Johnny, eat up, bud. Matt Casey. Unnecessary, but totally necessary. And Cody. What's not to love? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pod Street Bullies. While we wait on Hoagie to figure out why he looks like uh, where'd he go? In the Avengers. Um, I don't know. Where it's all why no Hoagie? Where is Hoagie? He'll pop where in eventually. Is Hoagie? Hopefully, um, he's pulling a me from last week, really. Um, <laughs> but oh, 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 do we have him? Is he coming in? I don't know. Just keep talking, Hoagie. Nope. Okay. Hoagie's here. Perfect. Awesome. Well, my name is Derek, uh, one quarter of the Pod Street Bullies. I'm going to throw it over to John. Hi, I'm John. What's going on, everybody? And joined by always, uh, Matt Casey. What's happening, man? Sharp broadcast so far, boys. I love it. <laughs> Doing great, right? Hoagie seems to have things figured out, which is nice. So, Hoagie, uh, how's it going, man? It's going great. I figured out, you know, I can't be in high depth. I got to be standard. Gotta be, oh, gotta be just like the fires. You so. bougie mother trucker trying to get <laughs> some, high some, depth. Some people, some people have a face for standard depth, Ogie. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you for going standard depth for us there. I uh, appreciate welcome. it. Um, we got a lot to cover tonight. You know, we uh, we recorded last week right before the Chuck Fletcher press conference. Didn't get a chance to touch on that, obviously, because it didn't happen. So we're going to be touching a lot on that tonight. Uh, a couple things with Giroux as well. And then uh, John's going to be a, an a-hole. And uh, that's, yeah. Just that's at the stick. end of the show? No, that meant like throughout the show. I oh, okay. I prefaced everything by saying throughout the show. Um, okay. Yeah, so first and foremost here, uh, Christ, how do we dissect this press conference? I mean, you know, Chuck Fletcher, Dave Scott, Lord knows why Dave Scott was up there. It did nothing for any of us. But, uh, you know, the state of the team presser, Tons to say. First and foremost, everything is on the table here. You know, we're looking at 
a trade deadline looming in the next what month, month and a half. Uh, we're looking at free agency coming up at the end of the season, but obviously trade deadline more pressing. Medical staff, coaching, developmental staff. Like, what's I guess before we start really getting into the different aspects and what was said during the press conference. What's the one thing that stuck out the most to you, John, when Chuck Fletcher and Dave Scott were addressing the media? Well, there was a direction that was mentioned. You know, it was obvious that Dave Scott was like, we're not rebuilding. You know, he said this whole three to five year plan is not what we're going to do. It kind of gave us an idea because we've gone back and forth, right? Are we blowing it up? Are we going to try to retool? And by the time, at least when Dave Scott was talking, um, it felt like the Flyers were going to try to go all in to fix this again, that he wants results next season. Um, not sure I buy that, but it was nice at least to have some sort of direction. The other interesting thing that I noticed, and then I'll shut up and let somebody else talk, is there is clearly a, a difference in philosophy because Chuck Fletcher was like, we need star power and you get that star power through the draft. And Dave Scott's like, I know waiting around for no draft. <laughs> like, no, we're not patiently waiting for somebody, you know, to take that role in the draft. We're going out open checkbook type deal. So mm -hmm. clearly they don't see eye to eye here. And Dave Scott, to my understanding is going to get his way, not necessarily Chuck Fletcher getting his way. Which will be another topic of conversation that I want to touch on later. But right. first, Hoagie, your biggest takeaway here from the press conference that was held last week. I mean, you can't be mad at, at it. I, I mean, you can be, but you can't be like, it's just the same old type of press conference that we're used to, of, you know, just, uh, there's injuries, there's this, there's that, there's excuses. I mean, the one thing I did like Dave Scott saying, you know, the injuries are there, but, you know, it's not an excuse, it's just reality. We have to just tie up our boots and keep going, keep plugging away. But uh, someone did say, like, why why are you guys not stepping up to the table when every other team is going through COVID, going through injuries, bans, and stuff like this? So it's <clears throat> it's frustrating, but – I waited till today to actually listen to it because I knew it would just be the same old crap that we're used to. Mm -hmm. How about you, Matt Casey? Yeah, I mean, I'll say a couple things. Number one, there, there is nothing these guys could have said during this press conference where Flyers would have been like, kudos, gentlemen, way to go. Right. Like, you know, every, every, every Flyers fan out there is looking for a head and like, hey, these guys are two heads. There's no doubt about it. They certainly yeah. have some responsibility here. Um, and I think they've acknowledged this stuff, or at least Fletcher did. Um, I'll say, you know, two of the things that kind of jumped out at me were um, Scott saying, hey, you have a blank check, which is always encouraging. Hey, you're not going to be limited by finances as, you know. Just a salary cap. Yeah, yeah no big deal. Like, <laughs> like, you know, there's that different layers. and a half million dollars. Right. Now, here's, here's what I say as part of that, though, is like, you know, we're going to upgrade our medical staff. We're going to upgrade our analytics. We heard that exact same thing last summer, like yep. it, like verbatim. And yep. so I don't know if he just dusted off the transcript, but like, okay, how about giving us an update on what has happened on the analytics side? What's going on with the medical staff now that AV is not there popping out Bezos or what, what are we calling those? Benzos. 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 <laughs> um, you know, what's – we have – I was looking on there. You know, it's us in Buffalo. We have the two most uh, – the. the two most amount of uh, players on injured reserve right now of any team in the NHL. We have 10 
I would argue that probably six of those are like legit regular, you know, so that's a, that, that's 30% of your team right there. Um, so math, um, so I don't know. I, the blank check, but then I, I'm he- hearing a little bit more of like regurgitated talking points that we heard this past summer. Yeah. Now what confuses me, uh, I don't even know if I should say confuses more so than honestly, it kind of frustrates me. There is a very clear disconnect between Fletcher and Scott. Whereas, yes, as a businessman, whatever business you're venturing in, you want it to be successful. So, you know, first and foremost, there's that. Second, though, you've hired a man who is now costed to run this team, but it doesn't seem like he's being afforded that opportunity because it seems like Dave Scott's the guy that's going to be breathing down his neck telling him, I need this, I need that. You want to stay competitive. Okay, that's fine. Is this team going to be able to? to stay competitive the way it's constructed the way it's built we still have guys like kevin hayes who is out for lord knows how long now has been out and on and off and on and off you know couturier's done right now uh, ellis you know we've dealt with plenty of COVID issues sure but that's life you know at this point these injuries are happening way too frequently for there to not be something wrong so the medical staff thing hearing about that was encouraging that they need to be working on that but I'm more concerned about the fact that this to me, and I mean, you peel back the layers, you know, call it what you will. I really do think Dave Scott is going to do much more harm than helping out in this this situation because there's going to be that pressure that he's going to apply to Chuck Fletcher to make more moves, to make this team competitive. When honestly, you know, I said it on the Royal Rumble episode of High and Wide, this team does need a reset, not not an aggressive retool. It needs a rebuild at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, I I totally agree that Dave Scott should stay out of hockey player decisions. I don't think that this guy should be the one saying, like, hey, we need to bring so-and-so to this roster, right? We need mm-hmm. to fill this roster with whoever. Mm-hmm. But it is his job to apply pressure on Chuck Fletcher. Chuck mm-hmm. Fletcher took this job not as a rebuild. He took this job as a bring this team to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he signed on to do. And I think that Dave Scott and ownership have every right to be like, listen, you have one more time to hit it out of the park because mm-hmm. we we don't want to rebuild. Now, whether we believe that that's the right path, mm-hmm. ownership has every right to do that. And again, Chuck Fletcher wasn't brought on to rebuild this team. And if they decide to rebuild this team, I think they go with a different general manager. They'd be right. better suited to do so. I don't think Chuck Fletcher is the guy that you want at the helm if we're talking rebuild. But at the same rate, it's like the pressure being applied is a good pressure or bad pressure. Like there is good pressure and people come out of it looking better than they did beforehand. But then there's the pressure of Dave Scott. It's being fueled by wanting basically being a money grubbing whatever you want to call it like he wants this team to thrive and he wants to make money off of this team but he's not mm-hmm. he's not right now he's not going to unless things turn around and by putting that type of pressure on Chuck Fletcher is what concerns me the most because now he's going to be forced to make moves in which he might not make under normal circumstances because now he's basically fighting for his job which okay that's fair but again I, I don't know where I want to go with this, but yeah. No, I mean, look, it, it doesn't take a you know an Ivy League education to figure out that a good team is a good good product 
and you're going to get more people in seats. You're going to get more merchandise, more concessions. Like it's a good business decision. So we're all ultimately heading in the same direction. We want the same thing. Um, and look, Chuck may have one way of doing it. And Scott, who is, you know, self-proclaimed, not a hockey guy. He wants to see the, the bottom line in a weird way. You kind of need to have both of those things happen at once. Um, I would say like, I think Chuck has had some opportunities. He's the one who hand-selected AV and that staff to come in. And meanwhile, Scott came in with the Trump card and was just like, boom, here you go. Like, shot the moon, AV's done. Like, that clearly was not Chuck's choice because it was done so hastily. And Mm -hmm. so I think there is, like, a division of power happening here. And Chuck, at some point, might just be like, okay, like, this just isn't for me. Like, I'm I'm not the guy. I'm this guy's puppet who's just you know, going George Steinbrenner on me and, you know, making ridiculous decisions and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, without a lot of uh, thought for consequence. Now, look, I also don't agree that this is a teardown rebuild. I do think there's an okay slate of players. I don't think it's a great core. And I'm going to like preface that it's not a great core sure. because if it was, this wouldn't have happened two years in a row. For sure. Um, And so that's, that's my biggest thing is that like, there's clearly a, core issue here and injuries play into it no doubt about it i don't even think covid's played into it as much but there is like a core issue and i think you know namely Giroux, just because he's he's been here the longest like a change of scenery it's it's got to happen it's got to happen for the betterment of everybody and so i think that that's the direction that it needs to go mm-hmm. no that's absolutely a fair assessment but like when you take a look at let's talk, you know, rebuild here for a second. And we've discussed it a plethora of times. It feels like we're just beating a dead horse at this point, but and a, yeah, that's about <laughs> all we're getting. Um, yeah, this, the core group right now, like uh, total side note, a core group that Dave Scott can't even name. Um, you know, they mentioned the aggressive that guy with the beard. He skates pretty good. <laughs> he got Mayhew. Mayhew. Yeah, yeah, that he's a guy. young, he's a young buck. He's like, dude, he's thirty. <laughs> That'll be the next seven by seven deal. Yay! <laughs> um, now this, so you know, again, let's let's talk aggressive retool here. What's the? I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there a way for this team to, quote unquote, aggressively retool, and have any modicum of success? without having to tear it down at this point. Because again, you know, this is not necessarily a rotten core, but this core is not working. So, you know, sure, the obvious thing is trading away Giroux, getting what you can for him. Then who are you building around? I mean, obviously, what? You guys can say it. I I mean, I I think you have have Carter Hart, you have Farabee. Is that that all, though? Carter Hart, Farabee. (laughs) I mean, I mean... Hell of a core there, right? I mean, well, you're going to have all Dave Scott's all in on Couturier and Ellis as well. Well, it's you're going to have to put Couturier as a part of that core. This is, he's going into right. a brand new contract. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But is he the right guy to put in that core? I mean, we've when seen he- I, when healthy. I, yes. Like, I, yeah. I, do, I do think yeah. he is. There you go. But when there's healthy. A, there's an asterisk when healthy not- for every single player. And there's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. And I think, like, now it's going to be an aggressive retool, but also, like, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I, you somehow have to do both because you need to account for the fact that Ellis and Couturier and Hayes as, you know, the, the core of the core, I, they've all been injured. Now fa- throw Farabee in there as well. Like nobody's can't, coming out on scathe here except for somehow Keith Yandel. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> and, and listen, I mean, the way I, I view it and then listening to guys like Elliot Friedman or whatever, I think that they're going to try to move enough contracts to be aggressive players where we're looking at a completely different group that we could call a core, mm-hmm. right? You know, you throw a guy like Johnny Goudreau in here, you pay him that much money, he's a part of your core. Nazim Kadri, guess what? You're going to pay that much money? And I'd, I'd love to, to dive deeper into that conversation because I think that's an interesting conversation. But that's part of your core. You know, I, I think that Dave Scott, Chuck Fletcher looks at this and goes, this isn't an aggressive retool. This is a complete facelift. Mm-hmm. And I'll it, stand by my statement. Oh, sorry, Hoagie. Go ahead. You've been quiet. I'm just saying they just they just did a facelift. Well, they're going to do it again. Part two, like Casey said, part two of the facelift. I, I, I'm, st- I'm still standing two. by my theory. What's happening? Um, <laughs> I'm still standing by my theory that we're in year one of a, of a three-year rebuild. And like last year, we got rid of a core piece at Voracek and then fringe guys who it was clear weren't going to cut it. And I think even on their new teams, it's clear they're not going to cut it. So like, thank God we got something for them. And then rest in peace, Bobby Hague. But then this year, it's like, okay, we got to remove another key piece of the core and be able to start bringing in other pieces that may make sense. Um, so I don't know. I still, I still feel like we're on, we're year one into, into the three year trajectory right now. And I think mm-hmm. next year, hopefully, is better. The following year, we better be a playoff team mm-hmm. and like decisively a playoff team. Now, how is that going to happen, though? I mean, because we've talked about... You keep places. asking that question, man. If we but, knew... But, yeah. <laughs> if you would just let me finish. Holy hell, man. So I'm going to go to Hoagie first because John just pissed me off. Um, and quite frankly, Hoagie hasn't gotten a word in edgewise here. But how is that going to happen? Because Philadelphia is no longer a destination. Like, yeah, okay, last season, Keith Yandel wanted to come here. We all know why now, because no one else would have him. Um, how, how are you going to convince people to come here, whether it's through trade, which, I mean, you could force somebody or free agency even, I mean, how do you, how do you sell Philadelphia at this point? I mean, we've had this conversation. There, there is no selling Philadelphia at this point. I mean, the way we've played this season to 10 plus game losing streaks, like on top of last season too. Yeah. Right. On top of last season. I'm not if I'm a player, I don't want to go to Philly. That's not a winning attitude, even though, you know, Dave Scott is preaching on we have a winning attitude, not just, and winning is not just about having a winning record. It's about winning the Stanley Cup. We haven't won the Stanley Cup since the 70s. Something's got to change. Like, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Even I, It might just have to be internally. Mm. Use who you have in the AHL. I yeah. disagree. 
I disagree. I think that there is an opportunity to sell the idea of bringing this franchise back to its glory days. I, I think that some people are interested in that. I do. I, I mean, people who love movies from like 30 years ago. Sure. All right. I, lo- so I love movies from 30 years ago. So, yeah, I do, too. But I'm not going to change this direction of the team. <laughs> Listen, I think if Chuck Fletcher sits in there and goes, you with Cam Atkinson, you know, so and so player, right? Healthy Ryan Ellis, like and if we have no idea what his full vision is, because again, if this was just part one of it, if he's able to sell that, he believes that with this group, I do think that some people would come aboard, Mm -hmm. especially if they're given an opportunity to prove that they are a true difference maker. Like you look at somebody like Nazem Kadri again, love to go into this more, but it's like Kadri, you have the opportunity to bring the snarl back to Philadelphia that the Flyers want. You don't think that's going to be a selling point? Hell yeah, yeah it is. I I disagree. I you disagree wholeheartedly. Look, what what's his biggest contract that he signed to date? Maybe four or no five idea. mil. That yeah, guy to- is going to cash in. And you think he's going to want to cash in in a spot where he knows he's not going to win? Stanley Cups mean probably just as much as money does. But if also, I'm Kadri, I'm playing looking with. anywhere but Philly. Yeah, well, I love the talent that he's with. playing with. I'm not saying they should the- sign him. I'm just saying that there would be a selling point for it. Uh, a shitty one. He wants to win. He's not going <laughs> to okay. win Philly. He's, he's sat in freaking Toronto for how many years? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to I, – I, here's the thing, though. It's like – Everybody's like, well, everybody wants to hop on to a winner. And I totally understand that. But for the most part, winners have their big contracts pretty freaking settled, mm-hmm. right? Some yep. people need to join teams to make them winners. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? So I think that's a fair point. It is. So somebody's going to do it. I, it's not mm-hmm. like Philadelphia is Columbus. And I'm sorry, Columbus. Like, there is. A, you know, if you do well in the city of Philadelphia, you are a god. Mm-hmm. So if you could be a part of that, if someone can convince you that that's possible, I'm sorry, but yes, that is a selling point. It's not as easy as some other franchises right now. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not freaking Arizona. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like we there's still some hope. I, I'll, I'll say this too. I'll say one of the selling points is the fact that Chuck is able to bring in a new coaching staff from scratch. And I do think that's a selling point versus like, hey, you're coming in to uh, this total SHIT show and we still have the same coaching staff. Like we're clearly nothing. It's like, okay, it's going to be a breath of fresh air. You, You know, you can see every coach pushes different buttons. Maybe it works for some players. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Like some people might not want to play for whoever we bring in. Some of them may be dying to play for them. Um, and in terms of like the location and stuff, like, I don't know. Did anybody really, did, does anybody really think that Dougie Hamilton wanted to spend his career in Newark, New Jersey? Like, right. There, I, I think it's tough to to play like the location and not being able to win card. Like, I don't think the devils are anywhere closer to getting better than we are um, right. right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I find it hard to believe though, that Kadri is, the, if not the guy, one of the guys that's going to help turn this team around. 
Like you, 32 years old. This is the best season that he's ever had. Are we going to be able to expect that type of play from him, though? Like again, to Hoagie's point, you've got a guy that's playing with Nathan McKinnon, that's -hmm. playing with Kale McCarr, Gabe Landeskog. He's playing with top tier talent. Giroux likely won't be here next year, so there goes one guy. You've got Couturier, and if he stays healthy, sure, that's something. But they're not going to play on the same line. They're both centers. So who do you pair him with? Cam Atkinson, like. Okay, Cam's good. I like Cam Atkinson personally. Not on the same level as a Landis Gog or a a McKinnon by any means. If you could swap out Kevin Hayes, though, I would take Kadri in a heartbeat. He has, he just has something that I'm, and I was not, I was just using his name as an example because it came up. I'm not trying to (laughs) preach that we should throw $8 million at Nazim Kadri. Yeah, sure. But like, he does have, parts of his game that this team desperately needs. Um, I don't think that the offensive production is going to stay, but if we could mm-hmm. swap out Kevin Hayes, I- I'd rather take Kadri at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. And you bring up a good How point there. That, How are you going to swap out Hayes? when Kadri's I don't know, man. You kick me 6 million bucks a year and I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> – I'll make it work. I don't know, Casey. What, These two are being difficult. What? What's? Oh, I mean, I, I'm not totally familiar with here. Like, what? What are Kadri like? How many goals in it? Like, what? What's his point total? What? He's like the fifth, it's like the highest scorer in the NHL. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'll look it up because I don't know, man. I, I'm looking at what this team lacks. I do think, even despite the fact Ellis is gone, I, I think our decor, sadly, is still better than it was a year ago. And mm-hmm. so I think we need to take another, another step there. Kadri's um, got 18 goals and 41 assists in yeah. 40 games. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 41 What do we need the most out right now is is goals. Like we right. need to we need yeah. some goals in there. And whether it's Kadri or somebody else, like again, I, I don't know Kadri all that well. But mm-hmm. you know, we saw what happens when top line players can score goals last week at our first victory in 13 games. Mackinson was shot out of a cannon and you know, doing all sorts <laughs> of great stuff. And so I think, like, I think we need to still strengthen the back line a little bit. I still think it's not as bad as people think, but there's some depth issues there. And then we need to find some goals. Um, enough of the 200-foot player stuff. Like, we need to find some goals. Agreed. I mean, historically speaking with Kadri's career, most points he ever had in a season was 61 back in 16-17. So even that – yeah, but like even 61 points in 82 games, like sure, that's great. But is it going to be worth the money that this guy is going to garner on the free market this offseason? Yeah, I mean, you got to choose your spots because I, I don't want to go into another like Kevin Hayes situation where like, you know, maybe he bounces back next year, maybe not. I don't know. But like, man, we're paying that guy a ton of money to not play. And even when he does play, not play very well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's I mean, you got to take a swing at, at somebody at some point. Right. Um, to make this mm-hmm. thing better. If it's Condry or not, I don't know. But, um, no. I mean, I think the thing is too, right? It's like for so long, we're always just talking about two, three years down the line, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what is this going to look like? I'm not saying we are anywhere near this because we're not right now. But I want to be, it's like, you know what? I don't give a shit what we look like in three years, but this year we look freaking good. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I want. And if we got one, two good years out of like a Kadri, Goudreau, who the hell knows who else, I'll take it at this point. 
I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the suffering afterwards because I, I can't keep dealing with this. Well, in three years, we might have this or it's going to look really bad in two or three years. Like if we could look good for the now and maybe the year after, I'm willing to just completely jumble it up, get a bunch of big contracts in, and then we can have the same conversation about how they suck in two years. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I mean, we all want the success. You know, we want this team to do well. It's not like we're actively rooting against them, but, you know, this whole there's a lot like, of the fan base that actively roots against uh, there is yeah I but mean, they're with their play as of late I, <laughs> right but I even I when it's doing well it's like showing up <laughs> yeah but i i think you just have to take it as like okay if if dave scott really is the shot caller that we're all saying that he is and this guy's saying that he wants to uh <laughs> i see it over there casey um and and he wants to aggressively retool right then this team is not rebuilding so let's stop talking about the down the road. Let's mm -hmm. just go focus on next season then. Let's mm -hmm. go make this thing look like a freaking a powerhouse for a year. I don't know. But I just I just think it, we've got to stop with this so many years down the road and worrying what it's going to look mm -hmm. like, especially mm -hmm. when your owner is saying, no, I don't want to do that. That's what we become accustomed to, though. Everything is always okay, right. like in the next couple of years, in the next couple of years. Like that time never came. Right. We've missed the boat on that so bad. Mm -hmm. We're stuck on whatever island Gilligan was on. You know, it's bad. Gil right. Gilligan's Island? <laughs> yeah, Gilligan's <laughs> Island. That's the one. They named it after him. Wow. How did I miss that? Oh, run right there. <laughs> Deep. What was the name of that island? Who was I never realized that he filed the correct paperwork to have that island named after him. So my final, final jeopardy given. right there. What was the name of name the island? The island. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. Um, no, I mean, fair point. I would much rather have this team just say, screw it, we're going balls to the walls, than worry about these contracts. Because what does it matter to us? We're not paying these guys. Right. Who cares? Let the bean counters figure that out. You know, right. that's their problem. But this, te this team's already at this point in the season right now, we've bottomed out. Like, no. There's no questions about that. We're not even the one of the wood. Yeah, but bottoming <laughs> out sad. is not necessary. Bottoming out is not necessary. They said that during the press conference. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're right. Those exact lines. It's not necessary. They don't want to do that. Maybe it should. No, I don't think they chose to, buddy. They just yeah. suck. 
Yeah, but they don't want to like bottom Some out people to wake up and choose just the first overall pick. You know what I'm saying? They're not pulling Edmonton's every year. Sure. Well, I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't like tanking. <laughs> no. and there's also a draft lottery that prevents you from doing such a thing, Hoax. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. We could talk for days about this press conference and what surrounds <laughs> it, but we kind of foreshadowed into the next topic here, talking about Kadri, uh, talking about Goudreau as well. You know, it was brought up on Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts podcast. Uh, Friedman basically said, like, Kadri would be a flyer if he hits the open market. John, you've gone into it about Kadri, how you'd like him. Not the biggest fan in the world, but I'll take it. You said it. Did you? You said it. Do you want (laughs) All right. Multiple choice question. Do you want Nazem Kadri on the flyers? A, yes. B, no. If other things can happen, A. That's not part of the question, though. Okay, well, that's part of the answer. Well, that's a terrible answer, and you it's failed. It's not open-ended. So, next one, Matt Casey, same question, A or B, yes or no? Oh, you're going to do this right now? We can't have I'm a gonna, conversation about it? We, you just, we didn't even really have the conversation. You just talked. I, it's it. That's too difficult. That's too difficult of an right. stupid question. Guys, no wonder you guys. Do, both do I want him on the team? Yes, yes, right. I would like him on the team. But at what cost? Like, what what is the cost that you're actually doing? And who's yeah. still on the team? Like, who are we able to remove? It's a huge part. Literally, this is just Mr. Pitchfork, Dave Scott. Air B, Dave Scott's ruining the world. <laughs> nah, just the Flyers. That is my world, though. <laughs> and, and apparently New York fans, because they can't get Rangers games on Comcast, which is great. Good. The hell with them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's then let's pose this question. This is a little bit easier. In a vacuum, John Gove, I hope hmm. you're paying attention. Yep. Nazem Kadri. Or Johnny Goudreau. Who do you want? Johnny Goudreau. Matt Casey? How old's Goudreau? Just around the same I age. said in a vacuum, damn it. Are we talking <laughs> Dyson or... <laughs> We're talking Shark. 28. 28. 28. Those old I, rainbow I vacuums. Go I'm going Goudreau for age, scoring ability, and the fact he'll bring excitement to the city. Hoagie. Johnny Hockey all day. All right, so I'm going reverse order now. Please elaborate on that, Hoagie. Uh, kind of like what Casey said. It's a, it's the hometown kid. He'll bring some more excitement to to the to the stadium, to the games. I mean, and he's got a he's got a knack for scoring goals, man. Better than Kadri, that's for sure. All right, Matt Casey. Well, going off of what I said before, and I'll add, <laughs> so I'll add one more in there, is that you talk about the people not wanting to come to Philadelphia. Like, Goudreau's a name that people would want to come and play with in Philadelphia. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's another good positive there. John Gove. I mean, just something different than what everybody else said. Some star power. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a known name in the NHL. You know, Nazem Kadri is he's a no name to hockey fans, but mm-hmm. you know, Goudreau is somebody that you see in commercials every once in a while with highlights. I, I think he brings a, a level of star power that this team desperately needs. Sure, t-shirt jerseys all around. He's an all star. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, is that really like an honor these days? So was Travis Connectney. Listen, not these days. Not Travis Connectney. But the all star, like 
he's a, he's been multiple time all star, whatever you want to call it. But that that helps his face and his name. Right. Be known. I you know I, I think that that's legit. Like, <laughs> let me ask you guys a question though. Like, do you guys care about the all star game? Like, nope. I literally care. I don't think I've watched no. an all star game. I swear to God, since like 1993. I like the skills competition. I, I enjoy the skills competition. Right. The game itself, yeah. I'm just like, God, I'm bored. This is so yeah. I don't give now with the three v three. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like every play. I mean, every team needs a player, right? Yeah, that's lame. That's and, and the incredibly fact, lame. But like, this kind of goes back to Hoagie's point. It's like, look, an all star. Like, I think it's good, and I especially think like when guys are negotiating contracts, like it's like, hey, this guy's a three time all star. Like, right. you know, what 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 are you actually doing here? But the fact that you look at like so many superstars are like, they're like, oh, dude, I'd do anything to get out of this thing. Like, right. Ovechkin every year. Every year. Oh, yeah. Oh, and and I get it. Yeah. As a young father, he travels around. It's like, give the guy a week off, for God's sakes. But if you miss it, you have to miss the next regular season game yes. after the All-Star yeah. break. Oh, I would get take it. Like, well. Right? Like, they, they make you, essentially. They're like, okay, you can miss it, but you're going to miss one of your team games. Right. And it's like, Man, they try to handcuff can... you. I wish he and would do that. Not play the All Star game. <laughs> we should, that's what yeah, we should have to be in the All Star game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Does that count towards his Iron Man streak? Though is the real question. Probably <laughs> gives him one up on Phil Kessel. <laughs> he, would, he would count it. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I agree with you guys. I'd rather Johnny Gaudreau. One because hometown guy. It would get people interested again. Big name when it comes to not just hockey but the sport, like the whole sporting world. And then, more simply, he's the goal scorer mm-hmm. out of the two. Between him and Kadri, you can count on Gaudreau to probably score twice as many goals as Kadri does. So that's the guy I want on this team. We have enough playmakers. We have I enough 200-feet people. We need guys that know offense and do it well. I mean, Gaudreau also hasn't scored, you know, he – he, he scored 36 goals 2018-19, and then it's been 18-19-17. I mean, obviously, you got the, okay, you've got the COVID thing. I get it. But, like, he's not, like, a huge big-time goal scorer. Well, he's no, but his abilities to score I, I mean, all for, I'm all for him. Yeah, have, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, he's not, like, Vlad Tarasenko. No, of course not. But, like, at this point, are we going to get somebody like Vlad Tarasenko to want to come to the Flyers? Goudreau's our best shot. Yeah. yeah, I still think there's a way we get both. And how is that way? <laughs> Mix some traits. I don't care. Give up okay. Sanheim. I'm so freaking done with Sanheim. Right. Like, he's Sanheim, a hero, man, Casey. There you go. Travis Sanheim's a hero. How do we get rid of that? Oh, dude, he is and such a dud. Zero. He is a dud. I every time I watch him on the ice, I'm just like, what? What are you doing, man? You're not especially fast. You're not big. You're not physical. You don't have this great offensive prowess that you know people are trying to tell. Like, get off the ice. Has he been given the chance though to really fully blossom into that offensive yes. defenseman? Has he? <laughs> yes. He has. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. You you can elaborate. There is no, no elaborating. <laughs> <laughs> You see it night in, night out. He skates up the ice like he's a freaking winger, and he gets sucked down too low, and there goes the other team, three on one, because he left his partner to dry. I'm tired of it. He just he needs to take some offensive skill lessons from Risto because that was a dirty that was a dirty assist. That was beautiful. Dirty move the other day. Beautiful. That was very pretty. And that's why I I look if if 
Risto ends up going at the trade deadline. I I don't think anybody in the world's going to blame the guy, but no, I would like to keep him. Me I mean, too. I I would like yeah. to in a big way. He's big. He's right-handed. He's nasty. He's physical. He's got some offense. Like mm-hmm. that's a rare combination, and he's not going to be our top defenseman. Right. And he pisses off the fifty percent of Twitter that I generally don't agree with. So right. Right. makes for some entertaining chit chat. And amazing quotes in the press, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit burger, <laughs> shit burger. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> oh, delightfully that... Euro- European. Mm-hmm. Now you know, kind of elaborating on this. Let's say the Flyers go out and get Kadri. Uh, we did kind of talk about this. What type of price tag do you put to that? I mean, free agent, he's a guy that's going to sign somewhere, and it's probably going to be a big deal. What type of money are we talking about when it comes to Kadri? I'll go to you first, John. Well, that's the problem. I mean, he's going to be at a price tag right now that I wouldn't be comfortable with the Flyers. Okay, What's eight, he at now? Nine million, probably, he's going to get for the season he's had. That's, that's like I mean, high, high, too. <laughs> yeah, the season that he's had, I mean, that those numbers, like – He's not that player, and it's a it's all because of who he's playing with. But I mean, if we could get like the Kadri who was like four or five million, you know, and mm-hmm. again, you'd probably have to find a way to move Hayes because I don't know if you need Kadri and Hayes. But at that point, you're sticking Kadri on the third line, right? Yeah. You know, Kadri's making four and a half million dollars right now. Yeah, like the the contract it, before that was four point one for a year contract before that was 2.9 for two years like this guy hasn't made over four and a half million dollars a year in his entire career and now he's going to end up with a kevin hayes type deal if not more right he might wind up with like seven on the low end because a team Mm -hmm. might say hey you know yeah you did this last year but you have never done this before (laughs) good luck good luck doing this in uh you know in arizona because they're gonna have money up that kind of money oh yeah no, I mean, what do you think, Matt Casey? I mean, at four and a half now, the guy's 31. Are we saying what what you would take him for, or what do you think he's actually going to get? What do you think he's actually going to get on the open market? I, I bet he'll get probably close to seven, is is my bet. Um, I, I don't I think he has too much against him. It's like he didn't I don't know. You're playing with that high velocity of star power in 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 colorado like i don't know i I think it's tough to really sell that you are exclusively you know the Mm. one adding to that and i also think the age thing i mean isn't jeru 31 or 32 and we're like he's so old he's 34 oh is he yeah ancient Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and you know it, he's probably he's gonna want a multi you know he's not signing a one year deal somewhere right. Mm-hmm. So you know what are we really getting? And the thing you forget about Kevin Hayes, which I forget about, is isn't he twenty eight? Like he's still got he's still got a couple of years ahead of him. Yeah. Hopefully they're healthy. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> if. Like Yager's more healthy than Hayes. That's right. <laughs> what do you think Kadri gets on the open market, Hoagie? I'm going anywhere from between six and seven. I think. Mm-hmm. Teams are just gonna look at his past history, and they're not—they're not gonna want to pay him what he believes he's mm-hmm. worth. This mm-hmm. the seven plus million. I, I think he's on an all-star team with Colorado with, with dynamic talent. He's got what you said, what forty-one assists. That's all. That's just him just mm-hmm. passing the puck to these guys that are just natural 
born goal scorers. Like on, on a team that's scoring what, like five goals on average a game? Yeah, something right. like that. Like yeah. it, he's not going to produce that anywhere else. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's just not going to make sense. And the Flyers are, the Flyers are going to try to do it. I know they are, and they're all be stupid. And it's it'll but it'll bite us in the butt if we if we end up trying to do it. If we end up getting him at six, are you guys upset though? No, I'm not. No, nope. I'm not depending even at on, seven. Depending on the term. Okay, right. fair point. All right, so let's mm-hmm. say f- four years, six mil. That's yeah, where no. I cap it. That's where no, I cap I, it. I I take it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Four years, yeah. he's what thirty five by the time well, that deal runs out. Flip flopped on him. That was great. Yeah, yeah, I take it. I take it. <laughs> well, four years isn't bad when you're considering his age, and then six million dollars. Like, okay, you know, we've got JVR and Hayes making more than that, and they're right. with our luck, right he'll now. be injured for two of them. So, you know, we'll get some <laughs> now, How do you think the league's perception changes if Kadri reverts back to the Kadri of old, taking stupid penalties, just doing dumb stuff by the end of the year? Like, let's say he has another incident. You know, towards the end of the year, where he, God knows, slew foots a guy or does something just incredibly boneheaded. Like, how do you think the perception and the potential contract that he gets next season could be affected by something like that? I mean, it, it's, I would actually hope if the Flyers wanted to get him, I hope he does something stupid because it would probably <laughs> right? bring the price down a little bit. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, how how big of a steal is D'Angelo look D'Angelo looking at right. right now? Like you know, nobody would nobody wanted to touch that guy years ago, and rightly so. But mm-hmm. he looks like a steal right now. Yep. Yeah. Hoagie, your thoughts? If it brings the price down, why not? But I mean, why pay why pay a player so much when he's taking a dumb penalty in the playoffs and getting suspended for four six games? Yeah, we can pay NAK nothing to do that, you know. Right. <laughs> Not anymore. We yeah, can't. But, but but Nack wasn't getting suspended. He was just He's scoring off Kadri's assists. That's what's happening now. Right out of the penalty box. So let's flip over to Gaudreau here then too, real quick. So obviously Gaudreau is probably the more established of the two. Let's let's say that I'm pretty certain that's the case. What do you think Gaudreau is going to command on the open market here? John? I suck at this game. That's why I'm having you play it. I'm bringing you back down. I mean, I don't think he's a – between like eight and nine? Mm -hmm. Like – He's six, seven, five right now. Six, seven, five right now. I can't see him being like a 10-plus player. I, I think that's insanity. So like eight and a half, nine at the max, just because of like also who else is on the market dictates it too, right? And he's probably going to be one of the more flashier names that are available. So that's going to drive the price up. Mm -hmm. Matt Casey? Yeah, I mean, I'd go eight and a half at the very least, but like he could get uh, up to 10. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> want to touch that. <laughs> Hoagie, yeah. I, I'm like John. I hate this game. I'm not a numbers guy. Once it once we get the contrast, it's just like <laughs> I peak at long division. I'm a fourth grade teacher. <laughs> uh, I, I'd say nine nine and a half is where I cap it for the Flyers at least. But I mean, he's only want to try to demand more. He's mm-hmm. proven it. 
as a player. Yeah. I have a hard time believing he's going to end up a $10 million guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same rate, you know there's a team out there that would likely do that. It's a matter of whether he would sign that contract or not. Um, definitely not the Flyers. I really don't think they'd offer that much money for him. But, you know, prices, right? I'd say he'd be... I think he could take up Drew's cap hit, you know, that eight, two, seven, five, something like that. If the Flyers could get him at that, I'd, I could stomach it. I'm not going to be, you know, over I'd the be moon fine about with that. It. I'd be fine with that, right. to be honest with you, because I and think there, it could yeah. be so much more. And there's a reason why Couturier signed the sort of quote unquote hometown deal that he did is to bring in players that can help them win. So it's like, all right, if this is the guy that you could think and get them at least on the hump, not even over the hump, like on the hump, then, you know. I'd say you go for it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have to. You're gonna Do have to do something. I mean, Dave Scott's right. writing blank checks here, so might as well capitalize on that. <laughs> I, I think it's also gonna like depend on how I keep, I hate saying this, how much the younger guys or like that kind of sophomore class develops from a forward standpoint for the rest of the season to be like, okay, like I'm trying to think of it like Frost. Okay, we're comfortable with Frost actually coming in and playing a 3C, potentially jumping up to a 2C role. I don't see it right now. But, you know, mm-hmm. players like that that come in because you're going to have to make up – you're going to have to take discounts somewhere, and it's got to be on homegrown players who are still on friendly contracts. Well, and, and the reality is – and then, Derek, I'll shut up for like five minutes. Maybe – no, it's too long. Maybe like Probably three not. and a half. Um <laughs> It really all depends on who else gets moved too, because it, if they move a guy like Konechny, right, mm-hmm. and they start saying, "Now I've got to fill in all these extra holes," you know, it it really all depends if they are able to get rid of JVR. You've got JVR, extra money, yeah. but then you're looking at depleted wingers, <laughs> depleted centers. Like, right, it's all about who gets moved and where they need to allocate all of this money if it has to be more equally dispensed throughout the lines to make it a team worth icing Mm -hmm. yeah no i mean ideally you're looking at if you pick up gaudreau he'll be your first line winger you've got a goal scorer there potentially hopefully um i maybe i'm off base here but i could see midway through next year if he stays healthy and continues to produce at the ahl level I could see a Tyson Forrester call up. I'm not saying that's the right move. Not saying that I'm hoping for it, but I could see it. I could absolutely see it. Um, that gives you, I mean, Forrester would be a, a goal scorer at this level, I'm assuming as well, which would be nice because the Flyers need that. That could give you two solid options, you know, and then Cam Atkinson on top of it. You know, it, if, if we ever see JVR again, you know, return to form, which unlikely, You've got some goal scorers there, guys that know how to put the puck in the back of the net. So, you know, again, broader scope here. I'm taking Gaudreau over Kadri no matter what. Um, but, you know, I just – I like what Gaudreau brings to the table, and that's what Philadelphia needs at this point. We don't need a Kadri. We don't need another guy who, you know, just throws assists. We That's why we got rid of Voracek, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're about to get rid of the other guy who just throws assists too in Giroux. So like all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're, we might be starved for a couple of assists at some point. But we right. could. But you know we also have Couturier again if he stays healthy, which I feel like you could say that about ninety percent of these guys at this point. Mm-hmm. Like Couturier knows how to dish the puck, you know. So we've got that. Hayes can you know he's 
he's up and down with that. You know? So it is what it if is. He, if he's healthy. If right. again, you know, the asterisk. Um, no, nah, it's this this conversation will rage, I'm sure, as the yep. weeks ask, go by. Can I ask a question kind of unrelated here? But I mean, one, I thought Ratcliffe looked decent uh the other day. Like he's clearly a big boy and laid some body. What's his like? I mean, John, you know the prospect pool a little bit better than than I do, but like what is he at best a third line winger? Like what what what's he? Yeah, I think so. Really? I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't see it being any more. So you it's know, like we're, we're flushed with the bottom six still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when we had that <laughs> that website for a hot minute and I went through all of the prospects, it was like if you look at our forward prospects, it's like we've got so many who just like top out at the third line. Right. Mm-hmm. right. There's just no star power there. And I think at one point they were hoping that he would be able to kind of fill into his frame a little bit more and still use that flash that he had in the OHL. But we all know that playing at that level is deceiving and he's just nowhere near that player. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's really all I've got to add to this conversation too. I don't know if anybody has any lasting points they want to make. Actually, I had one question that we didn't get to, but one of the things that stood out to me was this whole conversation with Giroux and it being like it's his decision. Could you see a situation where Claude Giroux goes, you know what? I don't want to be traded. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, I've been thinking about that, and now I can't get it out of my mind where he goes, you know what? I don't want to move. I'll test the market in, in the mm-hmm. summer, but I just want to stay put for the rest of the year and the Flyers get nothing out of this. I could see it. I don't I don't I don't see that happening. I don't I don't think he'll do it. Yeah. I could see him coming depends. back. I can't see that. I think this guy's about done. <laughs> it's, I think, it's a I tough think ass. He sign, I think he can sign a team friendly deal if they if they over promise and under deliver. I mean that's that's what I did. Derek knows point, all about we, that, don't you, buddy? Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I think at this point, like I, if I'm the Flyers, like I don't not to be a dick. I don't know if I want him back. It's I not because of a skill thing. I just think there needs to be a change, and yep. so I, I think the direction needs to be different than than Giroux as the leader. Think like of your psyche the too. Same khaki pants all week long. <laughs> like, think of your psyche though. You go from captain of this team to trade it away or whatever, signing somewhere mm-hmm. else, and then coming back, and you're not captain anymore. The team's moved on. It's like, are you going to be able to find your role in the same locker room that you once held court? Yeah, because they'll still give him an, an alternate. Terrier comes yeah. over on his crutches in the <laughs> locker room and goes, "Look at me." Look at me. I'm the, I'm the captain now. And then it gimps away. Let's be honest. It'll be Scott Long that does that. Shut the hell up. And then, then I'm the got, captain now. Then you got the, the two A's. You got Hayes and, and, and Ellis in wheelchairs rolling next to Couturier. Oh, God. There they are. He's Our leadership team. It's like here come those WW two veterans. Oh no, wait! It's just the Flyers starting lineup. <laughs> oh, you know, I should have said captain and assistant captains, and they've got people holding them up. On the ice. <laughs> like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I should have asked if anybody had Jerry's anything of value to contribute up. to this before we moved on here, but 
Here we are. Speaking of value, let's go to the dad joke. (laughs) (laughs) Hoagie, do you have a dad joke in mind that you want to enlighten us with? I do, actually. I have it written down for you, gentlemen. Just say the stupid joke. (laughs) John doesn't like the dad joke. I have it written down for you, gentlemen. (laughs) Says the guy that never understands these things. How? How? All right. Why did the Mexican take anti-anxiety medication? <laughs> nope. See you later. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near this. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. For his panic attacks. What? Hispanic attacks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you jump the gun, John. That wasn't bad. <laughs> Uh, no, that was bad. Just a different, all three just a, of you at the same time just went, oh, shit. <laughs> we said dad joke, not the other kind of joke. All right. That was good. That was I guess fun. I'm the well, it lasted. Yeah, I found some humor in it. I mean, I, maybe that just makes me a terrible person. I don't know. Shocker. Oh, um, I get it. Oh, my God. I'm going to get I can't do this anymore. Oh, God. All right. Moving on. I'm going to be the first person to retire from this podcast. Say goodbye. (laughs) I'm just going to call it quits and hang up my headphones one last time. (laughs) So dramatic of you. You can hoist my headphones into the rafters. Uh, (laughs) Hoagie, let everybody know where they're going to be able to find you, man. Pod Street Hoagie's on that Twitter app thing. Matt Casey. Hey, it's Pod Street Casey. C A S E Y spelled out. Pod Street. <laughs> the way you spell it. Hoagie, you're the biggest cheese ball that I've ever met. <laughs> on that Twitter app thing. <laughs> I've said it how many times before and it just got to you? It's just cheese ball. <laughs> All right, well, you can, we can find this podcast on all your various podcast listening receptacles, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon Music, Stitcher, maybe, I don't know, Google Podcasts, um, and all the other good ones, Deezer, all, a.k.a. D's Nuts. Um, and if you're looking for a new place to listen to us, Google it. And YouTube. We're on YouTube. Net, Net, Netscape Podcast. That's our new thing. Netscape, Netscape Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Internetexplorer.pod. How about Firefox? AOL.com? <laughs> Shut up, Bogey. We're on Instant Messenger as well. At Pod ST. Right, you've done it now. You've gone too far. <laughs> oh, never too far. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Pod Street Bob. John's on Twitter, Pod Street Gove. You can find all of us on Twitter at Pod SD Bullies. Check out our affiliates as well over at Flyers High and Wide and the Five Minute Major Podcast. But until then, folks, uh, we'll have a new episode for you next week. And uh, try to enjoy some Flyers hockey if you can. One game, one game. That's one all game this week. You'll be all right. Try Bye now. It. Bye now. Yeah.